Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Women Arsecast on Arsblog.com, the best podcast dedicated to the Arsenal women's team, which we can say with absolute confidence because we're the only podcast dedicated to the Arsenal women's team. I keep making that claim and nobody has challenged me yet. So if you do have a podcast dedicated to the Arsenal women's team and you'd like to push back on that claim, please do just send me a message on Twitter rather than involving lawyers or anything like that and I'm sure we can sort it out. Anyway, going to be a short intro from me this month because most of the talking will be done by Arsenal defender Anna Patton, who for her sins spent 40 minutes talking to me on a Friday afternoon, which is... Um, unfortunate for her, I guess, uh, but very fortunate for you, listener. Uh, we spoke a, a lot, actually, about um, her kind of upbringing as an Arsenal fan, going to Highbury with her uncle when she was six years old, how she came to be an academy player at Arsenal, those first um, really promising games she had as a 17-year-old in the in the heart of the Arsenal defence in the Spring Series in 2017, before she went to the US college system for three and a half years, and we spoke a lot about her experiences out in the US and then returning to Arsenal in January and um, how that's been for her, particularly moving countries in the middle of a pandemic and coming back into the WSL, now age 21, coming back to the club that she supports and that she loves um, with her good friend Lotta Wubben-Moy as well, who has a, a very similar backstory, um, actually. And then we look ahead a little bit to Friday night's enormous game against Manchester United at Boreham Wood. So really, really big thanks to Anna for being so so generous with her time um, and so thoughtful with her answers as well. It's a it's a really really good interview. Hope you enjoy it. Anna, thanks so much for joining the show today. Oh, I'm happy to be here. So Anna, as uh, as I said to you off mic, this is you know this is very much a podcast and a site for Arsenal fans, and you are an Arsenal fan um, and always have been. Could I just ask? Um, I know you're you know you're quite local, um, growing up in Hertfordshire. What was your kind of background? How did you become an Arsenal fan? Was it just because they were the local team or was it um, a family thing for you? Yeah, so actually in my immediate family, no one supports, as in like my mum, dad, brothers, we all actually support different teams, which isn't, you know, the usual in a family situation. Um, But it makes game days a bit more exciting. (laughs) Um, But actually my uncle, um, he was a big Arsenal fan still is obviously and he was the one who got me um loving Arsenal really and following them and he actually took me to Highbury um for it was like a Christmas birthday present when I was six going on seven um and I went and 
they won seven nil against Middlesbrough. So it was just like such an amazing experience. So many goals just to feel like all the supporters and the love for Arsenal. I was like, oh yeah, I like this. I like this club a lot. So um, yeah, from then on, all, all you could catch me wearing was an Arsenal top. <laughs> And uh, that mid- that Middlesbrough game, um, I, I was there as well. Uh, remember it really well. And um, and, and I guess um, did did your uncle take you? Because obviously that was just a couple of months before Highbury shut. Was that like a big incentive for him to take you? I, I've never actually asked him that. If it was like knowing that Highbury was going to shut, but I feel so honoured that like I was able to go to Highbury because I don't think you could ask a lot of twenty one year old Arsenal fans oh, have you ever been to Highbury? And they would say, yes. Yeah. So I think it's it was such an amazing experience, really got me falling in love with football and Arsenal. Um, but yeah, I reckon I reckon in the back of his head, he was like, oh, I need, I need to show my niece Highbury <laughs> before it goes. Um, so yeah. Do you remember um, any details about that game? Um, because as you say, it was 7-0. I, I'm thinking in particular, there was an amazing piece of skill by Thierry Henry in that game. And I don't know if you remember it. It's where he kind of, it's really difficult to describe in audio, but he kicks his right leg up, misses the ball and then passes with his standing foot. And it was, you know, it was just one of those games. Like I, I'm just curious about how many of the details you're, you're actually, you remember, or was it just all quite overwhelming? Uh, it was all quite overwhelming, if I'm honest. <laughs> Weirdly, what I remember was, so for Christmas, I got given the, you know, the purple top that they yeah. wore that year. And I remember thinking, oh, is, is that home? Will they be wearing it? Will, we, <laughs> will, will they be wearing that kit? And that's what I can remember from the game is I'm wearing that purple top because I was excited because I was had the same one on. Um, but no, I, I, I can't say... I can remember like the little details because I was young, but I just do remember celebrating a lot for yeah. all the different, all the goals. Um, and yeah, just having an amazing time. Yeah, not a bad one uh, to pick as your first game. Um, and so what about um, your kind of your history with Arsenal women then? Because you, you came through the, the academy initially. Um, how and when were you spotted um, by Arsenal? And, and what was that process like kind of signing for Arsenal? And, and how old were you? Yeah, so I actually, I went to, when I was quite young, like I'd say eight, nine, I went to the summer camps they would put on, like the two-day things, because obviously I am local and, you know, you'd get Rachel Yankee maybe would come in and like coach for a bit or Faye White and I used to love that. I used to love going to those little sessions and I think I look, looking back, I I think I looked good in one of those and... um, someone told me I'll come for a trial you know just see what it's like so I went and trialed and I I think I was really nervous I was quite young and I don't think I did very well on my trial and that was like my first tiny little taste of Arsenal and I think a coach came up to me and they were like you know you're good you'll have a you'll do well um but right now you know just carry on what you're doing and maybe join us a bit later and then I was 12 and um around that time the center of excellences there were quite a lot in the country and the FA wanted to make it more elite so they they cut quite a few and I was at Watford actually and Mm. that center of excellence got cut and we we weren't really expecting it so then it was this whole oh my god I've got a trial somewhere else Arsenal's obviously so close and the best for my family as well because it's I know so many girls who did have to travel so far to go Mm. to training but for me it would be so so close so so helpful so I 
and obviously it was Arsenal. I wanted to play for Arsenal. They were they were the best centre at the time. So I can remember going to those trials so nervous, and it was like there was three different trial days. You'd have to beat the first, like get past first stage, second mm. stage. And I remember the the last one. I was I used to be surprisingly a right winger, and they put me as like a defender. It was in like a nine aside, so there was only two at the back or whatever. And I remember being like, oh, they've put me as a defender. They're not gonna, they're not gonna, you know, they're not gonna bring me in. I was all, a little bit stressed. And I can remember my mum the next day, like, I think she got emailed and she told me that I got into Arsenal. Like, oh God, that was such a good day. I can remember it so clearly. I was so happy. And then, and then, yeah, joining the academy was well, the center of excellence. Oh, it was so good. And going to the Emirates, oh, because like as your induction day, you go to the Emirates and they give you all the kit nice. and, you know, you get this motivational talk. It was from John Bayer at the time, the technical director. And he's saying all these things like you can develop, you can get to the first team. I was like this 12, 13 year old girl, like, oh my God, I can't wait. <laughs> um, yeah, getting all the kit, it was like Christmas day. So yeah, my, <laughs> I really, really enjoyed um induction day as they called it and uh yeah I was so relieved when I did get into Arsenal and did you stay as a defender from that point on yes I did yeah. and I I can remember very clearly on a drive home from Uni of Hearts where is where we used to play I'd be mom I don't want to play as a defender I want to be running forward because it's what I used to love doing running forward and scoring the odd goal and all of this but I guess they were right, the coaches, and pushing me back as a defender. I, I, I like it now. And I, I really did grow into liking playing as a defender. Um, but those first few games, I was like, I'm not having this. <laughs> <laughs> and so, I mean, speaking of, of playing in the heart of defence, um, you know, the spring series, which um, four years ago now, where where you and Lotta really emerged. And I remember speaking to Pedro, the manager at the time, just before the spring series started. And I kind of asked him, how are you going to treat this? Because it was, uh, for, for listeners that don't know, the spring series was like a bridge competition when the WSL was changing from um, a, a summer league to a winter league. And so there was like a, a two, three month league where everyone played each other once. And not everyone took it entirely seriously. Um, and I asked Pedro about it and he said, yeah, we, we're going to use it like to try out some young players. So I was kind of expecting you and Lotta to play a bit, but you <laughs> both ended up starting every single game. And I may be misremembering, but I think Gemma Rose was unavailable, but I don't remember there being a lot more injuries. So I remember being really surprised um, mm -hmm. by that. Did, did Pedro tell you beforehand that he, he had that kind of plan for you or did he just start you for the first game and decide to keep you going? Yeah, I don't think there was, he never came and spoke to me at least like there was a plan, oh, you're going to play every single game. I just, I only had joined the first, because Lotter was in and around the first team for a while, but I had only really joined the training sessions the January of a spring series that started near the end of April. And I remember just joining and thinking oh this is going to be like some great experience for me before I go to America whatever comes of it will be great um but yeah I got opportunities in like that pre-season time as well like March um and I think I just proved myself enough that he felt the like he felt happy to start me in that first game and then yeah from then on I think it was based on my performances that he felt more and more comfortable putting me back there and I think 
all the girls at the time really helped me feel so like comfortable back there as well, which really helped me um, during that spring series. And um, is there a game in that spring series that sticks out for you? Because there were some really crazy ones like that Chelsea one, which I covered and I can tell you as a reporter, two injury time goals is, is no good. Uh, there was that that four four against Liverpool. Um, there was a four two where Louise Quinn came on and scored. There were some really really good games in that spring series. Is there one that sticks in your mind? Yeah, no, there were some crazy games in that spring series. Oh my gosh, um, I would have to say my favourite was going to City and beating them one nil. Uh, I just love that game. My family had come up as well, so they were in the stands watching and just to be able to like me and Lotta as centre-backs together, keeping a clean sheet against another really strong team, obviously. Um, yeah, that was, that, that was definitely my favourite game of the Spring Series. There were some crazy ones in there, but as a defender, I like the ones where yeah. you keep a clean sheet the most. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Great goal from Jordan Nobbs that day. And, yeah. uh, and, and actually, Arsenal haven't won there since. <laughs> um, so yeah like really really memorable game that one so you you um actually my next question was you kind of already answered it but um i'll ask you to expand on it a bit you knew you already knew that you were going to the states by the time the spring series started and so for pedro to still decide to start you in every game like because he must have obviously he knew that you were going i mean what what was that like and what was the process um of kind of agreeing to go into the college system in the states yeah, so for me, I actually made the decision um, the spring before that. Um, so quite young, actually, compared to other English girls. And at that time, like a year before that, I'd been seeing um, girls similar my age at different clubs and even at Arsenal getting shots with the first team, you know, going and joining the training sessions, some making their WSL debuts and everything. And I, I, at that time, I really wasn't even like close. I wasn't knocking on the door. I was like, right, for me, I've got to go to America, develop as a player and come back and see what's available then. Um, so actually, when I did get my shot with Arsenal in the January um, and then like had such an amazing spring and obviously the spring series where Pedro put so much faith in me and other staff members at the club, it actually, like, there was a point after the spring series when Arsenal were like, we like we we understand that you're going to America and everything, but like we would really want to sign you and everything. Um, and I, I do remember thinking, oh, like, it's such a hard decision. Um, and it, I think if I had had that experience of a spring series the year before that, then yeah, something definitely would have been changed. But by that point, I was very set on America, and I knew, like how it was going to develop me as a player and everything. Um, but yeah, no, after the spring series, it de definitely did make that decision harder. And, um, you know, we'll talk a little bit um, maybe at the end about the Manchester United game that's coming up, but obviously Casey Stoney doing really well as a coach there, um, a teammate of yours um, as, as well at that time, um, hugely experienced defender. Um, what, what was it like having Casey as a, as a teammate at, at that time? Yeah, it it was great having Casey around and she was just such a composed leader and she she did everything right and demanded so much from everyone around her. Um, yeah, very happy that I was able to be in around her and train and I wish I'd played more with her because um, she wasn't really part of the Spring Series. Um, and I know Lotta, for example, she 
was in and around KC probably a lot more than I was. And she always sings, sings her praises and everything. Um, but yeah, she's an exceptional player and turning out to be quite an exceptional manager as well. And uh, kind of going on to when you went stateside um, and went into the college system, you, you, you spent two years in Florida and two years in South Carolina. Is that right? Yeah. Was that always the plan when you went out there to split your time like that? No, it wasn't the plan, actually. So originally I went off to Florida State. Um, they were, when I was making the decision a couple of years before I actually went out, they were the number one team in the nation. And I was like, right, this is amazing. And they've also dealt with a lot of international players as well. So I don't know, they they, they have a lot of international um, players before me, some big names, like I'm trying to think of WSL players. Dagny Brinner's daughter, the one that's just signed for West Ham. She mm-hmm. she's an old FSU player. Emma Kavisco. Mm-hmm. She's at Brighton. She just moved over in January. She I, I actually played with her my freshman year. Um, Megan Connolly. So yeah, FSU is like known for having quite a lot of international players, which was nice going there knowing, oh, they know how to, you know, support us internationals as we were always mm. called, called over there. Um so yeah, went there. So, I loved my time there, um, won an ACC championship and the NCAA championship, which is a be all end all in college. And oh my God, that was such, such an amazing experience, such an amazing feeling. And I didn't really, going to America, I didn't even understand like what's good, to, but like that that's what like little girls dream of when they grow up in America is winning like the college cup and everything. So to go and do that, and it's only now, more since I've like like a year after I was like wow that was really good that we won it all but yeah loved FSU but for me they started um they started playing me more in like a midfield role and even in a bit more of like a box to box and um would bring me on when they needed a lot more defensive security in that midfield area and I just knew my future and like where I'm best suited is being as a center back or right back and being in the heart of the defense so um I'm very mutually and I still am in contact with the coaches at FSU they're great um decided to move to South Carolina where Grace Fisk actually was at the time she was like my little agent (laughs) um and I played alongside her for a year which was great and um yeah no I didn't plan it going to two universities but I wouldn't have changed it I think it was so great getting coached by so many amazing coaches and splitting my time and meeting new people and a bit of a different style of play in both teams and different scenarios that challenged me. So yeah, I, I loved my time in America and it was such a great experience. And uh, what, what did you study um, out there? Sociology. Sociology, okay. Is, and is, is that an area that you think would be of interest to you after your playing career, um, even though that's probably some years off? I haven't thought too much about it in the future. I know I actually want to carry on my education in some way. I don't know. I think I'll branch off from sociology the next thing I pick up. But um, I I did really enjoy studying that degree. Uh, America is a bit different. You do a lot of general education for like quite a lot of years, actually. So even in my last semester, I was learning Italian which doesn't do anything with sociology like it's it's a bit random the the education system over there but um yeah I I haven't thought too much about my post 
career, uh, football career aspirations. Yeah. Rightly so, because it's quite a way off. Um, so what would you say is the main kind of uh, the main differences in terms of the attitude and approach? Like when you went out to the US and you started training with Florida State, um, did the differences really hit you? And if so, what, what were they? Well, a lot of girls straight away say the physical side and like everything like that when you go to America is so different. And I, to some respect, completely agree with that because teams love the it's very transitional you know you america create athletes and then players after that that's what a lot of people say but actually for me going to florida state who was a very like possession team like they have lots of technical players it wasn't that different from arsenal for example obviously the quality wasn't the same but the way they like to play football and like progress through the different thirds was similar and like the past two matches for example against Villa and Birmingham when teams kind of sit off us um mm. and create like a low block for me when I was at Florida State majority of the teams because they knew what the quality we have would create a low block and it was on us to try and move and move and move them which obviously we've been doing also at Arsenal so it wasn't that different um going over to Florida State and then South Carolina, it was also a different league. Um, you had to move leagues. And that was, the SEC is also known for being even more like physical and transitional and direct. And I definitely noticed that when I moved over to the SEC conference. And that was like a different aspect of the game and dealing with strikers who always want to run in behind, run in behind and how you deal with that and how you can adjust to play. So I've definitely experienced a lot of different teams and players and styles of play out there which I hope will help me now coming back and um kind of you 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 were kind of coming back and training with Arsenal um when you were back in England anyway um and things like that I think most of us kind of expected and hoped to see you and Lotta come back um was was it always set in your mind that you were going to come back to Arsenal or was it just an option you thought would probably or possibly be there? Like how definite was it, particularly as you came to the end of the, your time in the US, that, that Arsenal were gonna, was going to be the club you'd come back to? Yeah, um, I have to admit, it was pretty like always there in my mind when uh, I left, especially especially after the spring series and how like so much I felt so much support from people within Arsenal and the fans and everything um so yeah no it was I always felt I was going to come back to Arsenal um and yeah no there was never really any points when I was like oh I want to do this I want to do that um Arsenal has always been home so yeah it wasn't too hard a decision and obviously your your career and Lotta's career, uh, Lotta Wooden Moy, um, very, very, very similar paths. You came through the academy kind of together, went to America at the same time, albeit to different to different colleges. But then, I mean, Lotta came back a couple of months before you. But how, um, how much did you guys stay in touch? And I guess you both came back and were training with Arsenal. So, you know, what, what was, did you both talk about um, coming back to Arsenal together? People always ask that. And 
we never full on like sat down with each other and were like, you're coming back, aren't you? Yeah, I'm coming back. You're coming back. Like it, it was never um, like that. Obviously, I always knew Lotta was also interested in coming back to Arsenal and it's her home as well. I, I want to say at points, I, I actually thought she might have stayed in America. Um, I think she had like, she actually, I think she spent a summer training with NC Courage alongside UNC and, you know, she got a bit of taste of like, the physicality and everything like that which I think is really up her street as well um so I I was honestly a little, not surprised that's I wasn't surprised but um I, she was probably the one I think who was more likely not to come back if anything she might completely disagree with this actually <laughs> but um we, we both always supported Arsenal talked about Arsenal oh have you seen how the team's doing all of this so yeah we we definitely always thought about returning to Arsenal together but never actually had that conversation and what about um obviously the time uh, that you came back pretty weird time um to relocate uh, continents let alone countries so well, what was the like? I guess the last few months of your time out in the states like, and did you know the pandemic make you think like what's going to happen to my career here? Was there ever any? I mean, of course there must have been. Everyone had doubts in the pandemic, but do you know what I mean? Did you? Yeah. Did it? Did it interrupt the end of your education, for example? Yeah. So um, I actually trained with Arsenal. I got in touch with them in the summer. Like, oh, I see you're back back in pre-season I'm actually still stuck out here like I'm still here in um England Hertfordshire can I come and join and obviously they were always so welcoming so yeah I joined them for pre-season I remember turning up and people were like oh like how long are you with us and I was like I honestly don't know it's an it's as until Trump lets me back into America <laughs> like yeah, I was joking at that because he had you know put so many barriers up to people going back and I honestly thought when I went and joined Arsenal for preseason I was like this might be my actual preseason like I might actually stay with them um it really didn't look like I was going to be able to get back to America and properly finish off my degree so um it was kind of like this I would, part of me was like ah oh, that, that will suck not going back finishing my degree being with all my friends and being able to properly say goodbye and then part of me was like yeah but being in and in, around this environment will be really good for you, Anna, like even if it is just a few months earlier and everything like that. Um, but then within a week, they were like, oh, no, you can come back. So I did go back. And then there were so many like tosses and turns in August of, you know, are we going to have a season? Are we not? Is there any point in me staying? Like, will I be able to carry on my education? It was actually like a really hard time because, you know, I've seen girls like Lotta, Alessia, Lois, all the girls at UNC, and they'd been told by their coach, basically, you go back, go be pro because we don't know what the season's going to be like. And I kind of had a different, different message from my coaches and they wanted me to stay as much, as long as possible um, to support the team. I was a really big leader on that team and an important part of the back line so I like I, I also wanted to properly finish off my um, collegiate career and I was grateful that they did end up putting on a season for us and I did get to play um, and finish it off but yeah no in August time I was like I don't know if I'm staying if I'm going uh, yeah it was quite a stressful time and then obviously yeah joining back in January it's been it has been such a weird time to 
rejoin a team like you're joining a team halfway through a season which is always hard mm. and then you join and you can't really do much team bonding things so like it's been really hard to properly get to know some of the girls and obviously everyone's been so welcoming and I I did like feel very comfortable being back with everyone but there's just those like extra little things that you normally do as a team that we haven't been able to do um that's made it way harder to you know really feel like mm. back together as a squad and it, it it has been hard for that reason and also like not having games in that, like January time and then having two really big ones and then not it's been hard to get a rhythm and a flow and everything. So yeah, no, even in these like past two weeks and two like away games where you're like all on the coach journey together and everything, I feel closer with certain players, which you think yeah. you're in March and you're starting to feel closer with players, but that is just the case because it has been such a weird time to return. Um, but yeah, no, I'm definitely feeling more and more comfortable with everyone. Good. And um, and at, at what point did Joe kind of, um, or Arsenal say to you, uh, like, when was it when they kind of said, look, we definitely want to sign you in January? Yeah, so I would say over the summer period, all those talks started and they were talking to me about the future and everything. And I really loved having those conversations. But for me, it was actually quite hard to properly have any conversations because of the rules within um, the American like eligibility and everything. Mm. So it was always kind of like, oh, it's nice to hear the interest, but we couldn't like formally have any chats, um, if that makes sense. Mm. So I was feeling the love from Arsenal definitely in the summer before I returned. And then after my season ended in like end of November, December time was when the whole process really started to get going. And I was obviously very excited and happy to rejoin Arsenal. And what and, about and playing for Arsenal? Because that was a that was, that's a whole another thing, you know. Like obviously, I was part of Arsenal. I was part of the academy. I got to play for the first team, but at that time, it wasn't like I was a contracted player to the first team. I was just getting an amazing opportunity. But then to actually properly sign for Arsenal, oh, such an amazing feeling. And uh, what about kind of your role in the team? I guess because Joe's put you on at right back a couple of times in games. Um, played on the right of a back three against Reading. Has has he said, you know, uh, obviously Joe likes to play people in different positions in different formations, but um, what what has he said to you about about your role and, and how he sees uh, how he sees using you? Well, I think personally it's quite a compliment to be a versatile player and be able to be put anywhere um, across the back line and feel comfortable there, which is the case for me. I really enjoy playing right back and getting on a bit more as a player and I also love being a centre-back and making those big, important challenges as you do as a centre-back and dictating play and being on the ball. And we've never had a formal chat. I think, obviously, I've played majority of my time as a centre-back um, before I left with Arsenal. Um, and I think that's one of my main positions. But honestly, wherever they need me, wherever they want me, I'm happy to go there and, um, yeah, centre-back, right-back, wherever. Yeah, I mean, Viv played a bit of a different position on Sunday. So, like, not, if she's moving, like, nothing's sacred, really, in that respect. Um, you you know, you've been back uh, properly, as it were, a, a couple of months now. Um, and obviously, you were, you were training with Arsenal and checking in. But what would you say um, are the differences between... Uh, or, or have you observed many differences between the Arsenal you left and the Arsenal you've rejoined three and a half years later? Yeah, definitely. 
I think the quality of the team and the players that are in this team is greater. And that's just also part credit to the improvement of the league over here and how it has attracted all these top quality players. Um, but I'd say like the Arsenal style of play and everyone everyone wanting to play for that badge and everything that in the team environment is also similar because there's those main players like the Jordans, Kim, Leah, like those players who were, were there in the spring series and are still now who, you know, they are leaders within the team and they're keeping like the environment in that sense is also similar. Um, so, yeah, I wouldn't say definitely the quality of the players it's has improved and that's so I so love being part of the team and training with it all these top quality players week in week out um and just developing um and yeah obviously Joe brings another style of coaching compared to Pedro who was the manager during the spring series and I love learning from him and what he has to say and we do we have like we do a lot more um, like video reviews and things are pulled up from training and really just getting like the ins and out of what you need to do when you're in this position and this position and how this can help the team. And if you miss a play, you know what I mean? Like all of that is definitely heightened and I really love being in those environments and like learning and being taught. Um, so yeah, no, it is, it is different, but like I said, there's certain players who kind of like keep that heart of like, arsenal so to speak yeah yeah i mean joe hired aaron dantino as as assistant whose whole thing is video analysis so yeah i know that's 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 a massive thing for for joe and for arsenal um just last two questions um first one um you know you've got yourself and lotta there leah as well um three center backs all childhood arsenal fans all come through the academy um, fairy tale stuff really do you guys ever actually just sit and talk about that or just say wow this is quite this is quite weird isn't it this is quite amazing <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah definitely me and Lotta do that quite a bit um, and when we're both properly signed and we're like we're actually we're getting paid to do this like this is what we love we're getting paid to play for Arsenal this is crazy and we kind of have those surreal moments now and then um and yeah obviously Leah being around here we always have our, we all chat about Arsenal and <laughs> everything like that you can see it within us but I think um as fans it must also be nice to know that you have three defenders back there who will put their bodies on the line to stop a goal going in because that's how much we want to defend for Arsenal for that badge. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I was I was at the Brighton game uh, earlier in the season when Lotta scored and uh, the celebration, I mean, obviously it's empty stadium. I heard her shriek um, <laughs> after the goal at Villa last week. Leah saw that I was watching the Arsenal men's game on my iPad and as soon yeah. as she came out, she turned to me, she's like, what's the score? And you know, <laughs> exactly. every five minutes, just checking the score when <laughs> and we're playing at Leicester. Um, you know, so re re like really, really top Arsenal credentials in that defence. Yeah. Um, my final question is looking ahead to a massive game against Manchester United on Friday. Um, and it's, it's a game I know a lot of Arsenal fans, myself included, are very anxious and excited about. Um, and it's, you know, it's, it is the biggest game of the season, I think, possibly even in the WSL, let alone for Arsenal. 
Um, are you guys, how are you guys talking about this game at the moment? Are you just treating it like any other game or is there a sense of, right, this is, this is a massive game now? Yeah, I can't, I don't think there's been too much like amped upness. If that's, that's a weird word to use, but like it's not being blown out of proportion during training or any of our analysis right now, obviously, because there's no, especially because it's quite a long build up from our past game, um, a lot longer than normal. So right now there's just, it, yeah, it's quite calm and everyone just know, everyone knows how important the game is, but there's no point of like getting too um, like worked up and thinking about this and this is exactly how they're going to play. So we've got, you know, I think we all focus on ourselves and how we need to play and how we all know we've got to give everything to be able to win that game. And we all know how important it is going to be. Um, yeah, I wouldn't say in training it's it's um the the environment has stayed pretty similar if I'm honest. And I think that's a good thing. I don't think yeah. I don't think you should be going crazy when you when you're knowing you're about to play this game compared to another, you know, you've got to take every opponent the same. But deep down, I think deep down, back of our heads, everyone knows this is a must win game. It's basically a cup final. So yeah. Um Maybe if we were to have this chat Thursday night, I might say something different. But currently, there's a good vibe in training, um, and we're doing all the preparations we need to get ready for that game. Excellent. Well, very, very good luck for that game. I know um, you know most of us will be watching it maybe from behind our hands um, and on the edge of our seats. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I'm pleasure to be there covering it. Um, I'll probably be shivering in the press box, and not because I'm cold. So best of luck for that game, Anna, and for the rest of the season. Thanks so much uh, for joining today. Really, really appreciate your time. Um, and yeah, like I said, uh, good luck and speak to you again soon. Yeah, definitely. I enjoyed chatting. Thank you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
And that's all we have time for for this episode of the Arsenal Women Askcast. Huge thank you to Arsenal defender Anna Patton for her time. Um, hope you really enjoyed the interview. We will be back in another couple of weeks with another episode of the Arsenal Women Askcast. Until then, thanks and goodbye. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com work. Shopify.com work.